It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or a comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978 978- 301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Happening in the last week of sports, the Boston Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors last Wednesday night, 104-88. Then in overtime Friday night, they took down the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, 122-113, and then lost Saturday against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a close one, 91-89. to But they'll have redemption against them again tonight. Uh, and then they'll go up. Uh, they'll go to Atlanta to play the Hawks, uh, and then we'll travel home. Uh, that's Wednesday, and then we'll travel home Friday night uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers, and then we'll play the OKC Thunder Saturday night. Moving on to the Boston Bruins, they had a good past week, winning their. Th- past three out of four games against the Senators last Tuesday, 3-2, to two, but then lost against the Oilers Thursday night, 5-3, to three, and got back on the winning streak, beating the Devils Saturday, 5-2, to two, and the Montreal Canadiens last night, 5-2 to two, as well. The Bees have a little less than a week off playing, uh, playing again next, uh, this upcoming Saturday against the Flyers, and then Sunday uh, against the Flames, so some, uh, some time off to rest up and uh, you know, get healthy, get healthy. These, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, the Bruins have been having these, like, almost week-long, five-day uh, rest, if you will, between between some of these games, which is uh, interesting. But, you know, I'm sure that'll be how things are now, and then at the end of the season, it'll be, you know, every, every day going uh, place to place. Because, well, that's how life works, right? Happening in college football this week, the Merrimack Warriors lost a tough game against the against St. Francis PA 22 to 6. They'll finish up their season this upcoming weekend against the Bryant Bulldogs at Merrimack at 1 o'clock. The NC State Wolfpack lost Saturday night against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons in a close high-scoring game 45 to 42. The BC Eagles took down Georgia Tech 41 to 30. Clemson Tigers steamrolled over UConn 44 to 7, and another team that demolished their opponent Saturday were the Alabama Crimson Tide. Beating New Mexico State 59 to 3. Notre Dame also won uh, big on Saturday, beating Virginia 28-3. Moving on to the NFL, last Monday night, the Chicago Bears lost against the Steelers 29-27. And then following the game, Big Ben Roethlisberger got put on the COVID-19 reserve list and did not play yesterday against the Lions, which ended in a tie at 16. Then on Thursday night football last week, the Miami Dolphins took down the Baltimore Ravens 22-10. Before we get to Sunday's game, Pat, uh, past Patriots quarterback Cam Newton uh, got signed last week to his old stomping grounds with the Carolina Panthers. He would lead the Panthers to a win yesterday, 34-10 over the Arizona Cardinals. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady extended their losing streak Sunday, losing to the Washington football team 29-19. They'll play the New York Giants on Monday night football next week. Well, while Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay, warm, sunny Tampa Bay, and is on a losing streak, the New England Patriots and rookie quarterback Mac Jones are on a four-game winning streak, absolutely beating up on the Cleveland Browns yesterday, 45-7, to a game in which the offense and Mac Jones looked really, really good. Our defense looked a lot better, obviously holding the Browns uh, only to seven points. So lots of positives uh, coming out of coming out of yesterday's uh, game for sure. Uh, and they'll have a the Pats are going to have a short week of preparation going up uh, against the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night football. Uh, this week, however, the good news is is that the Patriots will have uh, the advantage and more motivation going into this Thursday night game after the Falcons uh, got destroyed uh, against the Dallas Cowboys uh, yesterday. So something to uh, something to think about. And then uh, coming up tonight on Monday Night Football to finish off the week, it's going to be the Los Angeles Rams uh, versus the San Francisco uh, 49ers. So you can tune into that. 
uh, to hear uh, to hear that game on Monday night football. Well, that's going to do it for my opening remarks. So you know the drill. I'm opening up the phone lines now. Call in 978 301 6877. That's 978 301 6877. Can call in. Uh, give me your take about whatever is uh, bothering you in the sports world uh, today. We can talk about can talk about what's going on uh, with the Celtics, what's going on with the Bruins, and then the Pats. Uh, you know, obviously doing really well uh, these last uh, these last four games, um, and and really, it's not even. You know, I I wouldn't even say the last four games because they've really been playing well since the Buccaneers game, October 3rd, right? They lost by two against the Bucs. Then they beat the Texans. They went into overtime against the Cowboys. And then here starts their four-game winning streak. So, I mean, really, these past, like, six weeks, the Pats have been playing well. But I think, finally, the difference uh, being they're finally uh, having a groove here. And, and they're kind of, you know, they just need all their parts uh, to connect to be able to not be not be good, but just to, to really, you know, drive it home and to win these games. And so they're doing it exactly that. And, you know, if you ask me out of all these games, what's the biggest win? I think it was the against the Chargers out there in L.A. Um, you know, the Chargers are a good team, and to be able to beat them, I think really gave them uh, a lot of momentum moving forward, you know, to really beat like I mean they they really beat the Panthers 24 to 6 and then I mean I mean yesterday's game was just a joke 45 to 7 now let me tell you something if I'm being honest with everybody yesterday's game when it started I was kind of nervous uh because you know we we started off losing 7 to nothing now after that the rest was history but still, it was it was I was you know I was like oh boy you know what kind of what kind of game are we gonna have, you know if you if you asked me yesterday at the game when uh, the the Browns went out went up seven nothing to start the game if I thought the you know the Patriots were, you know were gonna win well I don't know if I'd even tell you that I th- you know because I think the Browns came out they looked good at first and then all of a sudden I mean it's like they just absolutely blew up so. Something to, something to look at as far as that is concerned. And then again, you know, the one downside is that you have a have a short week this week um, against the Falcons playing on uh, Thursday night football, of course. But the Falcons, again, are coming off of a, a brutal loss against the Cowboys, 43-3. to I mean, boy, lose by 40 points? That's brutal. Absolutely brutal. So they're not going to be feeling too well about themselves uh, going into this uh, Thursday night game against the Patriots. Not only that, it's a short week. So we'll see what happens as far as uh, that is concerned. But I, I definitely give the uh, advantage uh, to the Patriots uh, coming coming into this uh, Thursday night uh, football game to start off the week uh, for the NFL. And then, of course, uh, the following week, the Pats are going to play the Titans, which, you know, right now I'd say I'd say they're looking pretty good against against that game if they just keep doing what they're doing um you know they're really I, I think they're in really you know good shape if you will so I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty optimistic uh I th- but listen again uh last week or the week before I think one of the things I said was I don't know how you know good the Titans will be because um because what we call it because you know, they, they just lost uh, Derrick Henry, and, you know, I don't know. I wasn't just feeling too confident about them. Uh, but they have been doing very, uh, very well, uh, you know, beating beating the Saints, who, who are a very good team, the Rams, the Colts, you know, beating the Chiefs. Uh, anyways, with that, let me go to my uh, first caller, Mr. Positively Negative Ray Pilot from Methuen. Ray, go ahead. Well, well, well. How can I be any more positive with the Red Sox not being able to sign Erod? They let him get away to the Detroit Tigers, a team that definitely is on the uprise, who made that big, big Flash by signing Erod today, a starting 
pitcher who in all likelihood would have been the uh, second starter, maybe the third starter for the for the uh, Red Sox. Uh, but yet now, there he goes, out to the Motor City to see uh, see what he can do at at uh, in Detroit. And of course, the problem is that John Henry doesn't want to pay any money. He wants to get a starting pitcher, not for fifteen thousand like uh, Erod got, but probably for about uh, three and a half million dollars. I did say 15,000, it was 15 million a year. So, you know, how can I be that optimistic about the Red Sox? It is early, let's see what happens. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's very early. It's uh, November here, season's not until April. I mean, I think we should maybe relax a little bit about, uh, you know, hopping all over their case. I know John Henry is one of your favorite uh, people in the world, so, you know, take it easy on him, if anything. Well, you know, Christmas is coming, and John Henry has to buy a, a little bling for uh, that managing editor of his failing newspaper, the Boston Globe, so oh, he has to get boy. a little bling. He probably couldn't afford having... Uh, having to pay that extra money. But we'll have to see. I mean, the, the cry at the end of the season was they're going to be going after starting pitcher. And here it is, the, uh, you know, a couple of weeks into uh, basically free agency, or I don't even know if they call it free agency in uh, baseball. And yet he can't even hold on to one of his own starting pitchers. So it's sad. It's sad for the fans of uh, Boston. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, do you think I? I know you. I know you don't prefer John Henry, but you know, what do you think about like you know how much say do you think LeBron James has uh, in in stuff like this? Being being a part owner, I think the only I think the only say he has is uh, in ordering the uniforms from Nike. I think that's the only say he has. Uh, hey, the Boston, the Boston the Strong uh, yellow jerseys were a big hit this year. In fact, the Red Sox went on a winning streak, and they were actually wearing those jerseys uh, every night until they lost. And it's a surprise yeah, that, right. and it's a surprise that they didn't end up wearing them uh, in the playoffs because they had so much uh, success with them. Well, they did, but then they, then once they lost, you know, it's, it's the old superstitious: you wear you wear your dirty socks. Uh, throughout the season when you're on a winning streak. But once that winning streak is over, you take those dirty socks, you either throw them away or you wash them and uh, hope for another streak to come along. And maybe at that time you'll have those uh, socks that were are now clean. Maybe you'll be wearing them again when another winning, ser- uh, winning streak comes along. So uh, I don't, I don't think the, uh, I don't think the yellow jerseys really, uh, we're going to help them against against uh, Houston. You know, Houston came back. They and there's another reason why they should have had uh, more starting pitching. But it, it was just one of uh, it was just one of those things. Uh, they didn't have starting pitching. They, they were throwing in uh, long relievers, and it was their downfall. But uh, getting off the Red Sox. Uh, but that was time. It was only timely because of the signing of Erod by Detroit today. But uh, the uh, the Patriots, yeah, I guess everybody is is uh, now after that uh, horrible start. Now with with the the four four winning uh, four game winning streak, everybody is, is looking at the Patriots a little bit uh, different. But I'm still concerned. I mean, their offensive line did play much better yesterday. The uh, the week before, they were just horrendous. I mean, you know, the left tackle was uh, nothing but a swinging door, and, and we're lucky that Matt, Mac Jones didn't get killed in that Carolina game. But uh, that being said, now they have Brown. Finally, he's come, come back, and he played a heck of a game yesterday at the left tackle. So that's shored up their their offensive line to a degree, but I'm concerned about the injuries, the concussion injuries. I was surprised to see Stevenson out there 
uh, yesterday. And what a game he had, 100 yards rushing. So congratulations to the Rook, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's something something that, that he can build on. And we all remember how he was in the doghouse at the very beginning of the season. So that that's extremely promising. It looks like Bolden has found a, a slot uh, in in the lineup. He's more or less that uh, the uh, white uh, uh, position that that uh, white uh, uh, left. You know when he got injured. So uh, Bolden Bolden put some good moves on yesterday. He he broke into the open and he found. Uh, he hit hard, and he found extra yardage where uh, maybe yardage wasn't wasn't available. So congratulations to him, and of course to uh, Mac Jones. Uh, he he really uh, came across and and did a, a nice job guiding the the Patriots ship. So there, there's a lot of promise uh, coming in. I didn't feel. Too comfortable with the Falcons game uh, coming up on Thursday, and I, I still may be a little bit uh, leery about the uh, Patriots being able to bounce back and uh, take the Falcons. With with the Falcons coming off that that big loss, embarrassing loss yesterday. But let me ask I you something: be... doesn't it doesn't it make you feel a little better that we were actually in contention, though, at least? against the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, we took them into overtime. A game that we should have won, nonetheless. But listen, look, you know, looky here. Uh, you know, the Falcons can't even hang with the Cowboys. So, I mean, well, I feel pretty good about it. They couldn't yesterday. Uh, you know, yeah. As far as the uh, Dallas game is concerned, the Patriots had the opportunity to win that game. Take a look at the Tampa Tampa game. We could have won that one too. Well, that's yeah. listen, listen. That's why. That's why in my in my opening remarks, um, I I talked about that we've been having some good weeks, and I left off. I started off from the Buccaneers game on October third. I said, you know that that was a good game that we played. We could have won that game. Then we won against the Texans. And then we just lost against the Cowboys in overtime. Could have won that. And then the rest is history now. We're on a four-game winning streak. Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns. And here we have the Falcons. Falcons are coming off of a 40-point loss to the Dallas Cowboys. They can't be failing too good. Well, that's what I'm saying. And are they going to take out their frustrations on the Patriots? I don't know. Or are they just that bad? Or are they just that bad? Matt Ryan. Well, we don't know that. That we don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, but Thursday. So it's going to be an interesting Thursday night uh, into Friday morning to uh, to see how, how the Patriots fare. Now they have six victories. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I think probably... It will take 11, maybe 12 victories to to secure at least the wild card and probably, depending on what Buffalo does and, and how the Patriots fare against Buffalo in their two games, uh, we'll, we'll have to see how they, they fare against, against the Bills. I mean, that very the, much, they, those two Bills games... Take, take the first spot, yeah. Those two Bills games could be the make or break, I think. Those could be the make or break. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, agree I think, you. and I think this this Thursday night is big against the Falcons. Uh, you know, like I said uh, earlier, uh, you know, I I think I've been underestimating the Tennessee Titans, but they've actually been playing uh, pretty good. So, I think the Titans are just as good as as, as they were before. Um, you know they're they're obviously without Derrick Henry, but it doesn't seem like that's affecting them, uh, at least as 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 much as I thought they would. And I have to give credit to uh, John from Butter Bang last week. He 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 said he said I think the Titans are still a pretty good team, even though they don't have Henry. So, and he's right. So far he's right. So, um, 
you know, we, we definitely have to look at the Titans as a serious contender. You know, last time uh, the Titans were, were in Gillette, we lost to them, you know, in the playoffs. That was uh, Brady's last game here. So, um, well, you're, you're right about that. And it seems to me that uh, Vrabel, Vrabel has uh, something that a lot of the coaches around the, uh, the NFL don't have. And that's, that's the ability to beat Bill Belichick at his own game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, just, just how uh, that Titans game comes up. It's, a, it's an important game. And that's a, Excuse me. That's the uh, the game just before the the uh, the Patriots have their uh, bye week, which I think uh, it's too far along in the season. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be at the end of this month and uh, go into December, and then the Patriots, I believe, have only three games remaining after the bye week. Yeah, because their their bye week should... is week fourteen. Right. Right, so you know that that's a that's a long stretch that they've gone, and maybe that's why some of these injuries uh, have just been compounded. But uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And of course, the other team that uh, boy, this they're in an in an enigma. Yeah, that's easy for me to say. But uh, the Celtics. Yes. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with Cleveland uh, tonight. You said <laughs> you said it was a, a tight game uh, Saturday night, but uh, they blew a 19-point lead. Well, it, it, you know, you well yeah, play, it, it ended in a tough. 19-point yeah. leads. Yep. You know, so let's see what happens. I, I, I don't know if they're still trying to find the uh, the face of the organization or just what, or... You know, Brown and Tatum, are they uh, actually bonuses uh, for the team to have two excellent uh, players such as uh, Brown and Tatum? Or is Smart really the the cancer on that team? I don't know. I don't know. And I guess the season is young, but it's it's starting to to show that they really – really have to stop putting it together and, and stop putting it together now. Yeah. So that's my takes on, that's my takes on, on everything, uh, everything in the world of sports, as far as the Bruins are concerned, it was, it was great to see them come back, back against the uh, Canadians yesterday. But of course it was, they had to wait until third quarter, uh, third period before they, they really connected. And that's when they won the game during the third period. So I guess, you know, you play uh, three 20-minute periods, and I guess that third one proved to be the challenge for the Bruins yesterday against the Canadians. Yeah, absolutely. I I just, I don't know, I feel, uh, I guess the the Bruins just, I mean, the Bruins seem like they're they're doing good, and, you know, they're kind of, uh, if you look at the standings, uh, you know, they're at 13 wins, and then there's just a huge mud pile here at the top uh, between the Red Wings, Maple Leafs, and Panthers, all with 16 and 15 wins. So it's right. um, so or, or 10, 10 wins, rather, and, and then 8 uh, and 7. Uh, so, um, you know, it's it just seems like it, you know, they're in the running there. They're in the running, and they just have to kind of, I think they're just hanging in there, and they're going to wait to uh, break through, if you will. Um, but, you know, as far as the Celtics are concerned, well, you know, the Celtics, they, they've improved uh, since, uh, you know, the last few weeks in the standings that they've been at, but they're still in, you know, 10th place. But again, it's, you know, they're all, it's early in the season, so they're all they're all packed up tight. You know, the Celtics have have six wins, and then the people in front of them have uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So, I mean, you're not that far off. Well, no, they're not that far off. But, again, they, they have to get that team chemistry uh, and have to be able to hold on to, on to leads going into the last period when, when they're ahead. And it's shameful that when you're ahead by 19 points that you can't shut down the other team. 
Now, is that because of the style of play for the uh, NBA? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's certainly not the real enjoyable game that you see on the college level or even the high school level. Uh, it's a, it, when you look at the college college level, it's so much uh, more of an organized uh, uh, offense. You know, these guys are passing passing the ball around. Uh, they're looking for the open cutting man, and 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 and, and you don't see that in the NBA. But let's hope that uh, the style changes and and they find the chemistry that they need, and we won't have to talk about about the Celtics this way in the weeks weeks and months uh, ahead. All right. Well, sounds good, Ray. Thanks for calling in as always. Okay. Thanks, Harrison. All right. So there's uh, Ray from uh, Methuen uh, f- uh, for you with uh, multiple takes. Uh, you know, on the on the Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots, all all for uh, Boston sports teams. Um, you know, towards the end of the segment, uh, he he did talk about um, you know the comparison of of the playing styles uh, between you know the NBA. Uh, and college basketball, and I think we all can agree that, you know, college basketball is better to watch because those guys, those kids, those girls, they want it. You know, they want it. They have to prove themselves that they're NBA, WNBA ready. Um, You know, these NBA players, you know, especially the veterans, they don't need to prove themselves. They already have. You know, all they care about is making that uh, that pretty penny. So it's very it's very uh, interesting to, to, to that's a that's an interesting uh, take there. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, uh, Ray, uh, because it's always more, in my opinion, more exciting uh, to watch you know college basketball, college playoffs, and you know especially the March Madness, uh, you know compared to you know an NBA regular season game, because the guy they, they just they play harder, they play harder, they want it more than the guys. Um, who are in the NBA? So, anyways, that's that. That's that's uh, that's my take on that, at least. Um, so, about halfway through the show. So, if you want to call in nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven, that's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. You can call in, give me your take uh, on the Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, or Red Sox, and maybe tell me what what your opinion is uh, on college basketball uh, versus. Um, uh, uh, NBA or WNBA. So let's go to uh, Roger in Salem. Roger, what's going on? Well, I've got a few takes on on that previous caller. Oh boy, shoot! First, first of all, those yellow uniforms at the Red Sox—that was a money grab, and they were <laughs> like clown outfits, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so that's my take on the yellow all right. Red Sox. Garb. Okay. Uh, you know, if if they go and replace at least uh, Erod's semi salary with with maybe a Verlander or a uh, Scherzer, you know, that might be uh, an appeasement. But yeah, you're right. Fifty or he was right. Fifteen million for uh, for five years doesn't sound like a heck of a lot of money that John Henry could have uh, could have. Uh, you know, thrown into the pot. So uh, the other the other little items are, I looked at that game yesterday and I said, that kid is not a rookie. He is just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. he might fall on his face next week or this week rather, Thursday or what have you, or against uh, Buffalo. I, I really worry about the uh, the Buffalo game. Are you re- – Man, are- did he – are you re- are are you referring to Mac Jones? I am. Okay. All right. Yep. I, I am. Yep. Yeah. He just doesn't look like a rookie to me. No. How about you? No. Listen. I I completely agree with you. And in my opinion, he's the best rookie coming out of this this draft class. It's something that I've been talking about uh, for the whole football season. That and something I said in the summer back when Trevor Lawrence went number one, that he shouldn't have gone number one. He's not worth number one. He hasn't proved himself over the past few years, not winning uh, since the beginning there. And somehow, you know, 
containing his his spot. And then he got, like I said, is that he's not uh, NFL ready. He came out and he got exposed. And that's what happened, okay? Uh, he's not that good of a quarterback, in my opinion, yet. And, you know, there's so many... Uh, football players and athletes in general, that you can be an amazing college athlete, but you are just not an, a good uh, professional athlete, okay? Great example, Tim Tebow, okay? Tim Tebow is one of those freak athletes that can probably play any sport, and he's pretty good at it. But just because you're pretty good at it doesn't mean you're you're professional ready for it. So, you know, he was an unbelievable quarterback, um, you know, in college. but. College, yeah. You know, just not that good in in the NFL. And saying I don't really know what the deal with him uh, playing baseball is, uh, but he did pretty well uh, going baseball too. I'm gonna have to let you go because I have a caller uh, coming in. So uh, thank you for calling in, though. All righty, take care. Uh, John from Butterbin, go ahead. What's up, Harrison? Not much. What's up with you? Not a good game yesterday, huh? Great game yesterday. Great game yesterday. You know, like I like I said in the beginning, I was definitely uh, a little nervous when we started off uh, down seven nothing. I, you know, definitely if you ask me how I feel about this, I definitely wasn't uh, too confident. But man, was that uh, did we blow past them? Well, the nice thing about football is there is four quarters. Yeah. Yep. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You can get down, and you know. You can get back up before the game's over and be on top. And and hey, there's there's no better uh, explanation uh, than that than the uh, twenty-eight to three game uh, with Tom Brady coming back to win. I think that's exactly. that sums that up right there for you. So I mean, you see the offensive line starting to get healthy and how they're running the ball now. Isn't it amazing how people, you know, regular Joe Schmoes, you know, to watch football, a lot of them don't understand that. You know, football games are one in the trenches. Um, you know, if you can run the ball, it opens up everything else. It, would, it will make Mac Jones that much better, make the receivers that much better. Um, you know, Trent Brown came back. Um, so they, they ran the ball yesterday. Like, they, like, legitimately ran the ball, like, smash-mouth football. Um, it was awesome to watch. Mac Jones was... You know, he's uh he's he's the real deal. He, uh, yeah. How many how many how many of these teams that passed on him um, are looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, "What did we do?" No and, kidding. You know this. this you know, Josh. I, I'm not a big Josh McDaniels guy. He he kind of rode Brady's coattails for a long time, but I mean. You kind of gotta, you gotta hand it to the guy. He's handled, he's handled this guy perfectly, and he's, uh, you know, he's succeeding. And and they, they kind of, you can kind of see that they're, they're keeping things kind of simple. And heard Mac Jones say, you know, he's got to, he, he goes through his rules. You know, he's probably has rules with every play. This guy, this guy is that, you know, and he follow his rules. Don't force the ball. Don't make mistakes. That's the big thing with guys with kids like that. You know, you just don't, you know, you can't make mistakes, like stupid mistakes. Obviously, you're going to have a professional athlete, you know, is going to make a play here and there and beat you. That's just the nature of the game. But, you know, this, you know, he, he's just, man, he's poised. You know, it looks like he's having fun out there. I think the guys respect him. Um, it, it, and I'm not going to give Belichick a ton of credit for drafting him because he, they kind of, he kind of fell in his lap, you know. Yeah, um, but he did. He did take him, but he did kind of fall on his lap, you know. And he, you know, some of those other guys, they may not, they may not draft at at fifteen. They may take, you know, they may say, oh, you know what, we're not going to do that. There's not, there's not, and you know, these guys don't fit what we're trying to do. So, I mean, out of all the, out of all the, uh, out of all the quarterbacks, you know, this guy seems to be at the top of the list right now. Yeah, absolutely. I listen. I uh, I I love the choice. You know, I was excited about it. And um, hey, I think the Patriots made an unbelievable decision getting rid of uh, Cam Newton to really just give Mac Jones the starting spot, and that came out of absolutely nowhere, absolutely nowhere. 
you know, you know what Belichick is really good at is he's good at watching these guys play and kind of play in the preseason. I think I don't think he makes too many mistakes with cutting guys. Um, I think he, if you have a player, he takes that player, he puts him in the best possible place to succeed. Um, he's just he's really good at that, and I think that what he saw in the preseason, he's like. Yeah, this guy's got it, and you know what? I don't want anybody behind him, you know, kind of looking over his shoulders. It's going to be his to sink or swim. If you think about it, a lot of these quarterbacks in the past, Aaron Rodgers sat for years, you know, a few years. A lot of these guys sit and they watch. This guy came in. He was thrown into the fire, and he's, he's succeeding. A lot of these other guys, they're not doing that. They're, they're, you know, they're just, they don't have the makeup. Right. And I think a lot of... I think a lot has to do with the fact that he played at Alabama. He played in a lot of big games. He played with guys with similar speed that he's playing with now at Alabama. And if you really look at what he did in college and who he played with in, you know, having Saban as a coach, I mean, they, they drafted the right guy. And like I said, it fell into their lap, but, you know, they got the right guy. Yeah, and, and not only did they get the right guy and did, did he fall into their lap, but he's the best rookie quarterback from this year. You you can't argue anybody else. Nobody. Let me ask you this. You ask any of those teams right now, all right, any of them, would you rather have Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Listen, I've been saying Trevor Lawrence has been a bust since the summer. I, I never was sold on him. No, me never. either. He you know, he never. won he won one game and, and you know, that was it. And you know, people were crazy about his record there and stuff. He listen, as time progressed, he went downhill and I think he keeps going downhill. Yeah, I agree. You know? regardless, the Pats got the right guy. Uh they they they're kind of in a position now where they can keep winning. And, you know, if they keep running the ball like this, <laughs> watch out. And, and, by the way, how are we doing without Stephon Gilmore? You notice how I just talked about Belichick kind of doesn't get rid of somebody or cut somebody unless, you know, there's a backup plan. Right. Stephon Gilmore is gone. How's that defense look? How's yeah. that secondary look? Would they be better with Stephon Gilmore? Maybe. But obviously got rid of him for a reason. There was something, you know, going on or – you know, Gilmore probably was kind of milking that injury because he was mad he didn't have a contract. He didn't want to get hurt. He sat out eight days. Uh, eight, he was sitting, you know, they, they put him on IR. They're like, you're not playing, you know, and he probably wasn't happy about that. For whatever reason, he he, wa- he would he would have rather have, have, uh, have just got rid of him and, and uh, win or lose without him. And that's what I respect about Belichick is he has – he has certain values that he, that he does value, and if it crosses that line, he's done with you and he gets rid of you. I don't have a problem with it. Right. Yeah. Hey, this this whole uh, this whole Bill Belichick, when this is all said and done, is going to come out smelling just fine. It's not going to be ah Brady. It's going to be Brady's the best and Bill Belichick's the best. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna come out of this, you know, any other way. The guy's the best, the best there ever was as a coach, and 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 there's gonna be no 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 denying denying it after it, after after he's done. Will he get another Super Bowl? I don't know, but if he does, I will say this: if Bill Belichick gets the Super Bowl without Tom Brady, it's a lot more impressive than Tom Brady getting one without Bill Belichick. That's 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 my opinion. All right, that's so. a that's a that's an interesting take. Yeah. And, and by the uh, way, I think uh, yeah. I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots are in good shape. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to get crazy about you know getting my hopes up and, and say this year, but in the next few years, uh, because I think Belichick only has a few years left, Max. Um, Let me tell you what, Belichick's going to break Don Shula's record. When, when Belichick breaks Don Shula's record. He'll be done, and if he can win a Super Bowl by then, um, he'll be he'll done win too. One. But he, yeah, 
he's not he's not going to he, he I saw something he was talking about Mob Levy couldn't believe how he coached Lee 72 he didn't want to do that well Belichick's 69 and Belichick's probably going to be coaching when he's 72 years old okay that's what he loves to do and if he's healthy and he can do it he's going to keep doing it so that's how that's going to go yeah we'll see we'll see it's interesting cuz he always he's always said he doesn't want to be coaching that old um, yeah. What's he gonna do? Sit with his do- his dog Nike at home. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he'll he'll coach. He's not gonna. He's not walking away for a little bit. I'd say he's at least got another three or four years left. And I think I think he'll grab another uh, another Super Bowl in the meantime. That's my opinion. I, I hope he does because he deserves one. And Brady deserved to win one without him as well. And I will say this: without without them together, they don't win six. That's obvious. Yeah. So, it is. Is. Absolutely. I don't, I don't like this. You know, just I, I really, I really want Belichick to come out smelling, smelling like roses when this is all over. So nobody kind of, you know, craps all over him. You know, because he doesn't deserve that. Because, like I said, they don't, they don't win six without each other. So that's all I got, brother. I got to run to work. You have a great uh, rest of your show, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, my man. Thanks for calling in. Take it easy, buddy. All right. So there's uh John from uh, Butterbing in. Uh, in Methuen, as always, go down to Butterbing in Methuen, uh, Methuen Square, and ask for the Harry Special. Buffalo chicken tenders, buffalo chicken dip, and mozzarella sticks. You can't go wrong. I wouldn't lead you in the wrong direction. That's for sure. 18 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Call in 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. You're listening to Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. All right, and uh, again, call in 978-301-6877. We have about 18 minutes left. I'll try and uh, squeeze as many callers uh, as I can in. So some great context, uh, 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 great things uh, being being brought up there by uh, by John, um, definitely you know interesting about you know basically you know Brady Belichick and and just how he would be more impressive uh, if Belichick won um, a Super Bowl without Brady, and, and so that's uh, that's an interesting uh, question there. So um, it it definitely gets your your mind thinking, you know. Um, so it's, it's interesting. So with that, let's go to, uh, Matt down in Rhode Island. Matt, what's going on? Hey, Harrison. How you doing today? I am doing swell. How are you? I cannot complain at all. I got some, uh, I might have some bold takes for you. I don't know. I don't really consider bold anymore though. Oh boy. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. So if the Patriots stay healthy, if they stay healthy. I think, as of what I've seen the past four weeks now, and what I think we're going to see going forward, I think they are a lock to go to the AFC Championship game, and I think they are close, close to a lock to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, that's right. It's kind of, it's a little bold, but no. Listen, Matt, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Okay, and um, as many people told me how crazy I was. Um, you know, at the start of the season, I was very amped up about about Mac Jones and the Patriots and uh, the future that they have. And I, you know, I was somebody that said, "Oh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they if they go to the Super Bowl, if not win the Super Bowl." And I mean, Matt, here they are. You know, they they played a great game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are the defending uh, Super Bowl champions. Who you know, I know they're they're on a, a tough losing streak now, and I think they have three losses now. But yeah. you know, you would, you know, in the beginning of the season, uh, the way the Buccaneers played, you would argue that they were possibly um, better than they were last year uh, when they won the Super Bowl. So, and now right. you have to remember, you know, without without Gronk and without some players that you know they're short staff, short played. Um, so you know, listen. I, I, the fact that we hung in there with them, everybody expected them to blow us out. They didn't. We lost by two points, nineteen to seventeen. 
you know, then we went out, we beat the Texans, then we played the Cowboys at home. We almost beat them. We went to overtime with them and lost. Um, and then yeah. here we have a four-game winning streak against the Jets, Chargers, Panthers, and Browns. You know, Jets and Panthers, eh, okay. But the Chargers and Brown, yeah. both both le- two legit teams that we beat. We beat L.A. on the road in L.A. Tough thing going across yeah. the country. Time change. We still did it. You know, came uh, went right. went went over to North Car- uh, North Carolina, played the Panthers, and then you know here we are, uh, steamrolling uh, over the Browns. Just not even a, a game in sight. I mean, you would think it was like a scrimmage yeah. or. Uh, something like that. It, I mean, it was uh, it was embarrassing. Um, you know, the only thing I do wish was that uh, Cam Newton was playing in that Panthers game because that would have been uh, yeah. that would have been fun to see Belichick and uh, <laughs> and Mac Jones yeah. take him on two versus one. He'd be he'd be in trouble, man. Yeah, he would have been in big trouble there. But uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the performance yesterday was just. It, I mean, it was. I couldn't believe it, the, like the execution that we had on both sides of the ball. The, the, the throws that Mac were th- was throwing was, I mean, you knew he had it in him, but to actually see it against a really good defense in the Browns or with, on paper is supposed to be a really good defense. I mean, it, it was something to see. I mean, there's, you can, I mean, I understand there's going to be a recency bias and people are going to be, oh, we're back, we're back. But I think we are back. Like, I, I don't think there's any reason to believe that we're not, Back and obviously not back. To well, the point where Brady's well, here. Matt, let me, Matt, let me tell you something. You're not the first person that I've heard. We're back, baby. We're back. I was yeah. sitting next to a certain somebody at the game, and they were saying, "We're back, baby. We're going to the Super Bowl." So listen, you're not the only person. I don't really want to get crazy about getting our hopes up because, you know, we're we're, we're mid season here, and you know, it's tough to get your hopes up, and you know, we have a long ways left. And I mean, listen, if if uh, I'd, I'd argue that if we lose this game against the Falcons, that we might be in trouble because, uh, you know, this might be the end of it because then we play the Titans and coming off of a loss going into the game against the Titans, even though it's at home, I'd say we, we lose that, then we lose against the Titans. Well, I guess probably lose against the Bills. And then the Colts is like, a, is, is like an up-in-the-air game because the Colts really right. aren't that good of a team. But coming off of uh, a three-game losing streak, well, who knows what can happen at that point. Oh, and then the team that you lost to two weeks ago, you play them again. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, of course, you have the Jaguars and the Dolphins again. Now, listen, the Jaguars, that's going to be an exciting game. I hope we're in the playoffs by that point and maybe don't have to yeah. play Mac Jones. But then again, I would love to see Mac Jones and Bill Belichick versus Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. I just think that'd be amazing. And I'd love just to see us absolutely blow Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer off of this earth. Seriously, it would be just amazing to all yeah. all those Clemson kids who think Trevor Lawrence right. is 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 Christ's yeah. God and thinks that he's yeah. unbelievable and the next Brady and ba 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 ba. Well, I have a newsflash for you: he's not, not even close. Okay, I told you this summer. I'll say it again: he's not that good. He's not NFL ready. Okay. Yeah. He he won he won in the beginning of, of, of his college career and since then he's been going downhill and he hasn't been able to finish since. Okay, so you guys all know my opinion on Trevor Lawrence. He's he's uh, he, he's not all that, you know. To me, he's not at no, least. No. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it has shown that, um, and obviously he didn't get put into the best of situations, but. Um, I think it's shown that he's kind of been gifted throughout his football career until this NFL stage, been gifted with the best weapons and the best coach and Devo Sweeney. Um, and he, I mean, I, you could say the same about Mac with Nick Saban, but I mean, he came into this, he was coached a different way, it seems like, where it was more, you had to earn it. I mean, because it's just the way that he started. He had to sit behind uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts for a little bit, and then he only had one year to start, so... Um, I think I think just the, the way that their college careers were shaped, you can kind of see how they're developed into the pro level. Because Trevor Lawrence, like I said, was used to everything handed to him, and now it's not. And in college, uh, everything was handed to him. Okay, you know his yeah. his his, oh, his coaches, the players, everybody just the worshipped him. Uh, you know, nobody would think he did anything wrong. Nobody would point a finger at him, right? 
But he's just no, not. He's just, you know, and, and, and I tell you this. This is the difference between him and Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence had it handed to him. Mac Jones had to earn it, okay? And he keeps earning it, yeah. and he keeps showing his worth. Trevor Lawrence, like I said, I haven't seen him shown his worth since the beginning of his college career, period. Right. No, no, I'm with you there. Um, I, like you said, I, was, I wasn't with you in the summer, but I'm with, I'm with you now. Um, I think it's, I think you hit it spot on, right on the head, nail on the head. So I think it's, um, that was a great call by you, and I think we're, we're blessed to have Mac. Uh, and we had him drop the 15, which was a blessing. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm going to stick by my guns for now. You're right about uh, not getting two hopes up, but um, I'm just uh, – can't, Listen, can't I like them. I like them. It's a hot take, okay? It's a hot take. I like it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I know you have a, um, first of all, the college basketball season is underway. You're a big college basketball yes, fan. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I grew up with you, and, you know, you're a big Duke guy, huge yeah. Duke guy, but now you're at, uh, you know, Bryant and the Bulldogs, and, you know, we're talking about Clemson. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Well, who's coming into uh, Rhode Island today? Clemson Tigers, baby. Talk to me. Yeah, so we got uh, we got Clemson tonight. Um, we're gonna we're actually in Clemson on. Oh boy, I, I you're killing me. Here. I'd love to have them here. I'd love to have them here, but um, it's still it's, well. The it's, thing it's they're probably getting paid a bunch of money to go out there. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, it's a buy game. Yeah, it's a buy game. But it's uh for all the listeners out there, it's actually on Nesson tonight at seven o'clock. Nice. So uh, you, you can catch it on there, but um. Yeah, we're really excited. We got our two best players coming back. They were out for uh, the suspension of team rules for the first two games. So interesting. Uh, we were we're excited to have our full team back. Um, we had a tough one on the road at Rhode Island on Friday with uh, two guys back or with the two guys out. Really hurt us. Um, it was it was just tough. But now we got our full squad back, and uh, it, it's exciting to see where we're going to stand up against the big boys, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, so we'll. We'll see what happens there. I mean, we got Houston on the schedule in a couple of weeks and uh, Cincinnati as well. But we're really excited for tonight to see where we uh, stack up. And uh, I saw and I heard that uh, Merrimack had a good fight against Rutgers last week. Uh, a low-scoring game, 48-35. That's, that's Ve- insane how low-scoring that is. Yeah, very, very low-scoring game. But, hey, uh, Merrimack looks – they look real good. Uh, you know, they had their opening uh, game at home uh, against Emerson. They beat Emerson 77-48. to uh, Then yep. they went to uh, NJIT, and they won uh, one by seven, yep. uh, 61-54. Yeah, yeah, you don't – I don't know. You don't really hear much about them, you know. Um, and yep. then and then they played like you said on Saturday against against Rutgers and and lost uh, forty eight to thirty five in a close game. But I think if I remember correctly, they were up at halftime, so they were in it. Um, yep. And now an exciting game, of course, for them. They're going to play Army on uh, Wednesday, so they'll be there. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and then they play uh, Lehigh. Am I saying that right? Yep, Lehigh. Is okay, correct. so they're playing Lehigh at Merrimack, and now. Last week, I was saying that they're playing their opening game in the hockey arena. That was a lie. Uh, that was fake news. Uh, not that I promoted, but uh, they actually are yeah. playing. I can confirm they're playing Lehigh Friday night, November 19th, 7 o'clock in uh, Lawler Arena uh, at Merrimack College. So I can tell you I can tell you that. That's confirmed. No, that, 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 that's cool. I mean, to be being at a Friday night. But then they play Virginia Tech, Tech too. We have Virginia uh, that's, Tech. That's, that's a big team. And, that, that'll be tough. And you want to know something real scary? Coming down the road, December 9th, we play Gonzaga. Uh-oh. Oh, I forgot about that. I Uh-oh. I forgot about that. You guys have that on your schedule. Yeah. yeah. That, might be, uh, that might be a tough one for you guys. But let me tell you something. Joe Gallo is the most under. I think he's the most underrated, uh, underappreciated coach in America. What he does with that program is just night in and night out is it's it's really astonishable. I mean, the, considering they were you guys were D two two years ago, yeah. they won the league the first year. Yeah, and then, la- and then we would have been in March Madness. And then you already have Gonzaga and Virginia Tech on your schedule two years being in D one. Yeah, then, and Rutgers, and then and then you beat Northeastern la- or Northwestern last year as well. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, no, we're we're a great. We have a great team, a great organization. Coach Gallo's a great coach, great person. Uh, I personally was able to uh, interview him back. Uh, freshman year against uh, right before uh, COVID hit. Uh, I, right. He was my last show, last episode. 
last interview. Uh, so he was a great, great person to talk to. Uh, I hope to have him back on the show soon. Um, but he's a he's a he's a great he's a great guy. He runs a great program, and uh, you know, Mary Mac's lucky to have him. Yeah, you, you're right there. You're definitely correct there. And let me uh, touch on Duke real quick with this with this new wave of freshmen that they have coming in this year. It seems like every year they got a new freshman. But and and how about Coach K retiring this year too? Last year. Yeah. So so that that whole thing. I mean, I, I I under I know why he's retiring, but it just seems a little too scripted. How he wanted to announce it at the beginning of the year, so now he has to go through this whole farewell tour and get a gift everywhere he goes. And trust me, he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. But I know the Duke haters will say out there, he's doing this to steal all the attention because he always wants the attention. I've seen it everywhere. And obviously, I'm not that guy because I'm not a Duke hater. But, I mean, I, I, can, I can see where they're coming from with them, with him just saying it now instead of rather just saying at the end of the season like Roy Williams did last year. Um, but anyway, back to the uh, team itself. Uh, Paulo Broncaro, number five for Duke. He is a freshman, 6'10". He oh. is a point guard and can do anything. Wow! It, it is. I think he is the next Kevin Durant. That might be a hot oh, take. Oh boy, I, you're you're I, just fire. You're just firing <laughs> things off. You're just saying things now. Jeez. I I, I, war- I warned you. I had some hot takes coming in today. Boy, but, somebody's I mean, got to get this kid from Rhode Island under control. <laughs> What's in that bulldog water? I'm excited. I'm excited about the game tonight. You had to give me some. You had to give me a little break. But, All right, um, but but th- th- this kid, I mean, he used the comparisons are off the charts. He, I mean, he can face up, he can do uh, fadeaway from mid range, he can hit threes. Obviously, he can jump to the roof, being six ten. But I mean, if if you watch him play, I mean, I watched him play versus Kentucky that first game of the season last Tuesday, and God, he is he is a monster. So I'm I'm excited for this Duke team as well. But I got to stay loyal to the Bulldogs. So. We'll see what happens tonight. Hopefully they come out with a big upset win, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, sounds good. Well, as always, Matt, thanks for calling in. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you taking my call. Have a good night. See you, buddy. All right, so there's uh, Matt from uh, Rhode Island there for you. Have like three minutes left so I can squeeze uh, somebody in, and you know who it's going to be? It's going to be nobody else but Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Harrison, thanks for squeezing me in here. I oh, appreciate it. Anything for you. Anyways, um, great win for the Pats yesterday. Their defense looks great. The last couple weeks, they're really gelling. Um, how about uh, Kyle Duggar or Duggar or whatever his name is? He's playing. He's playing some good football at safety for them, huh? And that was a Belichick pick. Yeah, he is. He is. You know, it's it's funny. Belichick, you know, over the years, he, he'll come up with these with these guys who they're kind of like, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, big, you know, uh, you know, in the radar type guys. They're kind of under the radar and, and he turns them into sensations. Yeah, he was. I thought he was getting a little too cute with that pick a couple of years ago. But, you know, I think that kid is going to be he's the real deal. And when the McCourtney is is out of here probably next year or he retires. I think he's, he's going to fill, he's going to fill that role p- pretty good. And, um, and then the lastly, uh, I don't know if you saw the Cam Newton touchdown. He, he had to take off his helmet and, and yell to the crowd on back and, and then get his team a 15 yard penalty. So good. You know, he hasn't changed. Shove it, shove it down, shove it down his throat and shove it down his uh, father's throat for disrespecting Bill Belichick calling him Dollar Bill. Yep, yep. He hasn't he hasn't changed much. I'm glad he's I mean, uh, thank God we got rid of him and we're not watching him all season long. I tell you. I don't think I'd be watching if we had him. Yeah, Mac Jones is he's he's impressive. He he's Definitely the the best quarterback that came out of that draft, and uh, we're lucky we we got him. Yeah, we we absolutely are. He's yeah, he is the best best to come out. Absolutely. So we have a uh, a decent matchup tonight uh, on Monday Night Football. Um. I think the Niners are playing, aren't they? Yeah, 49ers uh, versus the Rams. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. And then uh, so we'll see OBJ's opening. I think Belichick wanted to get him. 
Um, so you end up landing in L.A., so we'll see what happens. I'm, I think I'm, I'm glad we didn't get him. I, I like the team that we have. All right, I'm going to have to leave you, uh, leave you at that. We're at 6 o'clock, so thanks for calling in as always. All right, great job, Harrison. Thanks. All right, so there's uh, Bill from the car uh, for you, and that's going to do it uh, for me here on uh, the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on uh, uh, Merrimack Valley Public Radio coming to you live uh, from Methuen Community Studios. I want to give a little plug. Uh, I am going to be uh, live on any uh, uh, 10 Network uh, uh, tomorrow night uh, broadcasting the Merrimack women's basketball game uh, versus Albany. So uh, please uh, tune in and, uh, and, and watch that game uh, tomorrow night. Should be, uh, should be a great game coming to you live uh, from Hamill Court. As always, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for always uh, listening and all the callers. Like I always say, this show wouldn't be the same and wouldn't be what it is without all of you there. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Good night. We'll talk to you next week, Thanksgiving week. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.